Coming to you live from Studio 13 at Power Team Studios in beautiful Orlando, Florida, it's Crumb Shoes, the Crime Scene Kitchen Podcast. to Emma and Leslie from season one. Thank you ladies so much for being here. How are you today? We're so good. We're really happy to, to, to have some time with you. Thank you for asking us. Oh, thank you for your time. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a thrill. Um, you are, we you were, all are our favorites. You're our favorites. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> fans. Yeah, absolutely. We're not going to tell everyone that, like, for real. Like, yeah, y'all are, no, it's just, it's just you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we definitely enjoyed getting to know you two years ago. And, uh, and uh, the, when the show came back, we were worried for a long time the show wasn't coming back. Yeah, because it was two years without anything, as far as we didn't hear the announcement last year. Yeah, did you know it was coming back? We have really good detective skills. (laughs) Of course. No. Um, So we did know that it had been renewed. Uh, We actually knew that it had been shot. Okay. Because, um, as everybody who's been on the show does, we follow... Joel McHale and Yolanda and Curtis. Uh, Emma, you want to tell them how we deduced? I mean, I don't, I don't think I even. I I, I, I know, but if you, I, I'll let you tell them if you know. Well, see, I, all I know is that like we have this handy dandy thing called Google alerts. So like <laughs> there was, you know, a Google alert that was, you know, said that it had been renewed, but then on Instagram, you know, when folks post in stories, we see like, Yolanda with her glam squad or Joel McHale posting from Atlanta and (laughs) you just sort of go like I wonder the three of them are together again they're in Atlanta (laughs) I know that Atlanta has a pretty major film and tv scene yeah I bet they're filming in Atlanta this season so Mm. I mean that could be totally apocryphal I can't I don't remember how we actually found out It, it it was the three of them did an Instagram post yeah and it was reunited again. They didn't say anything oh. about what for or why. <laughs> it was it was on the release of Yolanda's book. I think they were sort of using yeah. that as an excuse. Um, oh. for just, it was a it was a little promo for her book, but it was reunited again. And then um, there were some Glam Squad posts that Joel did, and we actually did know that it was being filmed in Atlanta because um, Hope from our season had for somehow she knew it and because we have a um an insta group from our season oh, and okay. we chat every now and then and, and we saw the casting notice for it and hope said yeah it's getting filmed in atlanta this time mm-hmm. anyway we clocked all of those clues oh. and um so we knew that it filmed and finished filming over a year ago we were yeah. we did not know as you know everybody else is like well what happened where where is it we didn't know we'd have to wait an entire year to yeah. see it well hopefully it's not a year again hopefully. oh my gosh yeah i can't <laughs> wait two years for the next one yeah but uh let's let's get to know youtube better i i just we want to know all about baking and youtube because like it's the the knowledge the joy the passion you bring you both bring to baking um we see it we saw it on tv we see it on your instagrams 
And I, I'm just, I'm excited to know more. So, I mean, if we could start with Leslie, have you baked okay. your whole life? Um, I have one, I've liked to bake my whole life. Okay. I had a mother who was a terrible cook, really <laughs> and zero interest in food, not, you know, just could not have cared less. Um, but I did have a paternal grandmother who was an amazing cook and baker. And um, I just remember she lived in Boston, we lived in New Jersey. And whenever we'd visit, the very first thing my brother and I would do is we'd run to her kitchen and see what she had made in preparation for us coming. And it was always this whole huge array of baked things. And I never baked with her, but I somehow, um, got inside me that you know how much joy that gives to people and um I was always sort of the more creative of um the two, uh, my brother and I and um so I just try I tried to do baking I had no support at home my mother could have cared less I you know did what I could <laughs> and um and when uh I went to college in the 70s culinary was not a thing you could study you could do you know there were people wow. who worked in restaurants and there were cooks obviously but it was not you know and I didn't come from the kind of family who would encourage that sort of thing anyway so I went to design school I have you know undergraduate and graduate degrees in graphic design I went I cycled through a whole bunch of career choices that stemmed from that and um, finally, I, I found myself after Emma had gone to college, uh, I had, one of those careers was stay-at-home mom. When she would turn seven, I quit the corporate stuff. I stayed at home. And then I went back to work when she was in college. And I found myself working for a museum in New York in fundraising and just loathing it. I mean, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> and, oh. I, you know, I was in my mid-50s at the time. And I thought, you know, well... I probably got one good career left in me. Let's figure out what I really want to do. And so, and I started taking classes in New York City at Institute for Culinary Education. They were really called uh, enthusiast classes for people who didn't know anything. And I thought, you know, let's test this premise. And I loved it. And I kept taking more. And then I just decided, you know what, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. So I went and researched and found a professional program. Um, and I, uh, it turned out it was the French pastry school in Chicago, started by two incredible French guys. And wow. um, at that point it was, it, was, it, it was in a transitional period in, in my life as it was. I sold my house, I put everything in storage and for two years, I was Airbnb's biggest client, um, going from school to apprenticeship to apprenticeship, et cetera, and then finally landing here in the Berkshires after two years and starting my business. So I went to pastry school at the age of 57. Wow. That is so amazing. Yeah. That's and my story. <laughs> well, and I remember, you know, Emma said on the show that you were mm -hmm. top of the class. Uh, so not surprising. she was well you know there's something about going back to school when you're 57 and and really and really wanting it mm -hmm. and yeah. having learned a whole lot of stuff about how to live in the world and how to you know um and and so 
yeah, you know, I, you know, a lot, I had great classmates and some of them to this day are killing it, truly killing it in the, in the pastry world. Um, but I approached um, that program like it was my job and my life and I got so much out of it. It was, it was fantastic. That's amazing. And uh, so I know you said you didn't uh, you didn't uh, enjoy your job at the museum. Was that the, the whole time you were in the corporate world? Because I saw yeah, you have a master's in graphic design, which is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Were you were you wanting to do bakery the whole time? Did, did you enjoy graphic design? I loved I loved graphic design. I ended up doing graphic design at a big corporation, JP Morgan, big, you know, global bank and and which wasn't very interesting from a design standpoint. But I, they, they were um, a great company to work for. And I ended up cycling through and learning on the job, a lot of marketing, advertising, publicity. I was traveling the world. They had branches all over the place. I was doing event management. Um, and to be honest, I was doing zero baking, right? Emma was born <laughs> in 1988. Um, no! Sorry, is that too much information? No, I'm 35. We can believe it out if you want. Yeah. No, she's 35. Um, and I was commuting, we lived in North Jersey. I was commuting to New York city. I was, I, you know, was, I had a baby. I was traveling. Oh. It was, I, I, you know, did nothing. Emma, why don't you tell them when I started baking? Well, I was about to, cause I was when, when, whenever you were ready to pivot, I was about to say, well, you left out something very important, which is when I was in college, mm. I started getting just the most incredible care packages with cookies and brownies and treats and if if you're looking for like the cheat code for how to make friends in college <laughs> the first you know couple of months you're there have a mom who bakes like my mom does um yeah so i would yeah. say like you were always a really accomplished cook like i i remember just like meals were always delicious and anytime you did bake it was unsurprisingly wonderful but you really started I think to get into it when I was in college um so you know weekly bi-weekly these boxes would show up at my dorm with like dolce de leche cashew cookies and macaroons for Passover and I think there was one there was one time where you like really pulled out all the stops I think it was the the cashew cookies you sent like a Tupperware of these cashew shortbread cookies but because you know, they were technically like a dolce de leche cashew cookie. You sent a separate piping bag full of caramel. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Fields with a chip clip. Yeah. And basically along with written instructions that were like, when you eat these cookies, warm up the caramel in the microwave, snip off the tip of the piping bag and just like yeah. cover and, the and- cashew cookies and caramel. Yeah, those care packages actually do also have a personal history, which is this grandmother I talked about um, always sent um, me, whether I was at summer camp or at college, um, a shoebox filled with, um, she made the most incredible brownies ever and so, and cookies. And so she was sending me care packages from, you know, when I was, I don't know, I was, you know, seven at camp um, for years and years. (laughs) They were... And I, um, and that's, that history really just was so important to me. So I started sending, Emma went to a summer camp that didn't allow you to send care packages of food. That's terrible. Yeah. That's ridiculous. 
like I, I get it. You're at summer camp, you're in the woods. You don't want like wild animals coming into your bunk to steal whatever goodies you have. So to <laughs> that, to yeah. that extent, I get it, but yeah, it's, so I, I, yeah. What I sent her care packages filled with comic books and magazines and other. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. And the occasional fruit roll-up taped in between taped the pages of the magazine because I didn't think they would detect it, but smuggled um, it in. Uh huh. They mm-hmm. did. Yeah, so. uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so. well, I, was, I I just have to say because we've been. Christine, I've been talking nothing but baking for a month now. Yeah. When you first said shoebox, I thought C H O U X. Oh, yes. That would have actually been an incredible name for my business, shoebox. Oh, <laughs> with a C H O U X. Um, well, you can start selling those now as a special. There you go. go. I want to yeah. cut, but yeah, yeah. yeah. you can have that. <laughs> um, so, well, that's really interesting because I. Do, when Emma was a kid, then whoever wants to field this, were you n- not baking as much yet? We never really? baked together. Okay. Never no, ever I, ever baked together. I think no, we never baked together. And I think like when I was growing up, the full extent of what you would make for like holiday gatherings with family was was a now legendary apple crisp, which like <laughs> compared to what you learned to make in school and what we ended up making on the show, it's mm-hmm. like you know apples with cinnamon spices brown sugar and a a crumbly topping but I remember that being a a super Mm -hmm. requested item but no we never we never baked together before the show you never baked together no before the show um well she would come and play with once I became a professional Emma would come and we'd play together after but this is long after yeah um in high school Emma had you know um would bake with her theater friends for cast parties and stuff yeah I mean but not even I mean I'm trying to think of like because what is time time is 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 meaningless but um I don't (laughs) I actually really started baking seriously until college well not seriously but I remember like Allie coming over and you guys baking for cast party you know but cupcakes you know and I was like nowhere to be found I was not like in there trying to you know do it that was had nothing to do with me yeah. So yeah, no, we never. I mean, wow. people asked us; they assumed that you know she grew up with us baking together, but absolutely not. We did. That was not a thing. Not really yeah. until the show. Wow, that's so amazing. I love that you call it playing, because that's what like yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you can see the joy that you all have baking together, and I I feel that I love it so much. So Emma, what did you study in college? I went to Northwestern University, go Cats, uh, and I have a degree <laughs> in theater. Okay, wonderful. That makes sense. I know you do shows and stuff yeah. a lot. Yeah, so I, I have a degree in theater with a certificate in musical theater. Um, <laughs> and I am an actor in Chicago. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I guess if we're going into history and backstory, like really didn't start baking seriously until college. And the reason I started baking was um, I was recovering from a really bad breakup in the way that like, only college breakups are bad where you're just like this was my person and my life is over and I'll never be back again um that that whole thing um so for my 21st birthday um whereas you know a lot of kids get gifted alcohol or alcohol adjacent gifts um my mom sent me a KitchenAid mixer 
Because she's a good mom. <laughs> she's a good mom. Um, yeah. it, uh, it was bright green. I named it Molly. Um, and <laughs> it it only just um, went the way of the dodo. It just went <laughs> out for Molly. I just got a new mixer, but Molly lasted 14 years. Um, so yes, anyway, I started baking in college because I was recovering from a breakup. And I was just like, I'm going to put all my feelings into this cake. And I'm going to give this cake to my friends because I know it'll make them happy. Um, and just sort of found it to be a really wonderful outlet um, for all of the things that I couldn't control in the career I had chosen. Mm. Does that make sense? Oh, um, yes. So, yeah. So yeah, we're we're also theater majors. I, Yes, yeah. I think I, I think that knew from, that. So from if from anyone, so yeah. if anyone understands that at like a visceral level, yeah, um, yeah, baking for me was this really incredible um, meditative thing that I could do because I I said to myself, well, if I follow this recipe exactly, I know that this plus this will unequivocally, if I do it right, <laughs> yield this. Mm. Whereas you know, in in the very volatile world of art. Um, you can do your best. You can show up day after day after day. And oftentimes the answer is still, thank you so much. No, thank you. Right. Or, or no answer at all. So baking became a really safe place to go where I'm like, well, I know that if I put these things together, I'll have a really good chocolate cake at the end of it. And I can share that chocolate cake with all my friends and we'll all be, you know, happy and having a good time. Um, so I, that's how I got into it. And then, um, being a type A anxious sort of human, I just sort of progressively was like, well, what's the hardest thing I can make? Um, all right, let's try macarons. So then I would get sort of obsessively fixated on making macarons. Um, and here I should probably mention my mom went to pastry school. I didn't. So, you know, later on in the conversation, classically trained versus not ah! <laughs> I'm classically trained. I am very not. Um, so when I started to get my feet wet with more complicated things and they would go sideways because I didn't know what I was doing, I would just pick up the phone and go, you know, mom, my macarons don't have feet. Why? And she <laughs> said, it could be one of these six things. What did you do? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'll call you back. <laughs> call her back a couple hours later. And I was like, okay, they have feet, but they're cracked. Why? And she was like, okay, well, it could be one of these six different things. And I'm like, cool, I'll call you back. And then <laughs> try again um so in that in that way you know i'm i'm mostly self-taught but my mom is also where i got my pastry education um and then as i got sort of more adept on my own i realized there's only so much i could learn from youtube so i just started reaching out to local um folks in chicago that i really admired to be like hey you don't know who I am. I've been following you for a really long time. Can I come work for you for free and, and learn what it is? That oh, do? That's so, awesome. So in that way, you know, some really, really wonderful people um, who were incredibly generous with their time and their knowledge were like, yeah, come, come see what we do. So I learned, you know, how to stack and fill cakes. Um, I learned, you know, how to pipe cookies really quickly. I learned, a lot about gluten-free baking from another place that I, that I, you know, staged at for a while. Um, but, you know, then the, the opportunity came up to do Crime Scene Kitchen together. After Crime Scene Kitchen ended, I went and worked for a bespoke wedding cake company for a really long time and learned 
just so, so, so much. Um, Sadly, that didn't happen before Crime Scene Kitchen, which would have been so much more helpful. <laughs> those cake challenges. But, you know, uh, here we are. So that was that was my very long road to answer your your question. No, it's uh, I love it. It's yeah. it's so unique. Uh, but yeah, what, what a fascinating story. So you're you're a working actor in Chicago. I am. That's wonderful. Can, That's can, amazing. Can you talk about what you're working on right now? So what I'm working on right now is trying to get my next job. Okay. Um, are, you know, yeah. auditions, callbacks. It's sort of the the uh, valley of audition season at the moment because it's the summer. Um, but sure. I just finished a show a couple months ago at the Marriott um, out in Lincolnshire. It was a production of Big Fish that was a lot of fun. Um, and now it's just sort of like waiting and throwing my hat in the ring. And as my husband, who is also an actor, likes to say, you just sort of keep scratching those lottery tickets until you get a winner. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. In the time, you know, baking and hanging out with my mom and yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I saw you had just closed Big Fish a couple of uh, a months ago and I was, I'd heard it. I wasn't too, too familiar with it, but I was looking at, um, uh, the history of it, and it apparently started in Chicago ten years ago. Oh, it did. so were you working with the same group? Was it the same group of people, or was it a separate production? Mm, no, so it was a completely different production, which it's it's actually really interesting because Big Fish had its pre-Broadway tryout in Chicago ten years ago, which is probably the production that you were sort of researching. So before it went to Broadway, it had its you know let's let's you know throw spaghetti at a wall and see what sticks production in Chicago um, with what I understand most of the original Broadway cast just to sort of um, see like well what do we have how are people responding to it what do we need to change before we go to Broadway um, and then it went to Broadway and then after it closed on Broadway I think the the writers um, the the composers the the team basically said you know we've created this giant show that may be harder for more smaller regional houses to produce because it's so gigantic. What can we do to sort of retool the, the musical that we've created and make it a little bit more hospitable for theaters with smaller budgets or smaller houses or smaller casts? So then they came out with the um, small cast version of Big Fish, which is oh. done with like 12 people instead of 40. So that was the version uh, that we did. Okay. So really ensemble based, really sort of um, everyone's on stage all the time. Everybody plays like six different roles. Um, sort of a very like Chicago way of, of doing it, like really sort of ensemble based <laughs> storytelling. Um, so it's, it's the same show in that the music is the same, the book is the same, but there were very um, intentional tweaks made to it that didn't require, you know, elephants to be on stage. <laughs> that would help, yeah. The way that they were in the Broadway production. Or the movie, for that matter. Exactly yeah, I assumed it was uh, based on the movie. On yes. the movie, yes. Yeah. That's very neat. So what uh, what other uh, roles and shows uh, have you done that that stick out? Because just as, as theater people, I'm, I'm very curious. Oh, gosh. Um, you have some favorites, for sure. Yeah, I mean... Oh. Yeah, maybe what? Proud Mom wants to shout it out. I don't know. <laughs> I have some favorites of hers, but no, she she can. Uh... Yeah, one of one of my all time favorites was I've done Peter and the Starcatcher twice, um, which uh, was on Broadway many many years ago, like ten years ago now, um, 
And uh, it's basically like a prequel to Peter Pan. That's just like the, the most wonderful, joyful play. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, when I was still living in New York, I did a production of Three Penny Opera that is one oh. of those shows that I'm like, no one ever does it. But if anyone does, please let me know because I would, <laughs> I would like to go to there, please. Um, <laughs> I, I understudied a show last summer um, called Athena that's just a two-hander that's about two high school fencers. And one of the best, I mean, one of the best parts about being an actor is like you pick up all of these other random skills um, because you've yeah. got to live so many different lives. So for that, that show, the principal cast and the understudy cast, they sent us to fencing camp. So <laughs> that's so cool. We, we learned how to fence because it was 90 minutes of having to fence in very close quarters. So you couldn't fake it. You had to actually do it. Wow. So that, that was cool. That was a good Very time. cool. Can I ask, have you used your power lifting in any of your shows? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I have I? Yes. And so it came in very handy during the fencing show because mm -hmm. when you're when you're fencing, if you ever watch people fence, you're basically fencing in the equivalent of a squat. So like your quads take a lot of stress. Oh. So it's it's helpful to have been a weightlifter for that. Um there was some fun like crossfitty stuff that I did in Big Fish um, that was just for fun. Um, but I don't, I don't think I've, I don't think well, it's- You got into powerlifting because of um, a show and someone you met oh, in the show. Yes. So I got, I got into powerlifting because I was doing a production of West Side Story um, no. with a now very good friend of mine. Um, who at the time was just like the the most knowledgeable about fitness. And one day backstage, I was like, hey, can you teach me how to do a push-up? And he was like, yeah, I'll teach you how to do a push-up. <laughs> so then we start doing push-ups backstage at West Side Story. And then after that, I was like, do you want to teach me how to lift heavy stuff? And he was like, yeah, I'll teach you how to lift heavy stuff. So that's sort of how that all happened. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Because West Side, that's a demanding show dance-wise. So yeah. Uh, yeah. that's, re that's really neat. Yeah. You, we were definitely gonna ask about the, the weightlifting. I'm glad you remember to bring yeah. that up. So, cause that, that, that's, there's a lot of baking stuff on your Instagram, but there's a lot of powerlifting stuff too. So what, how does that factor into your life? How does powerlifting factor in? It's gosh, it's, um, I like to say that for me, at least, um, lifting heavy things, going to the gym, powerlifting is, is my medicine. It's like, it makes, it clears my head. It, makes me feel grounded. It makes me feel powerful. Um, and I, I joke and it's only really half a joke, um, to my mom and my husband. I'm like, if I don't get some kind of movement in today, you better hope that I do. Cause I get very squirrely and very anxious. <laughs> so it's, it's, um, it's something that I find really necessary for, for my mental health and, and my well being. And it's just like, I don't know, nothing, nothing makes you feel cooler than picking up something really heavy that's that's twice or two and a half times what you weigh and just sort of like picking it up and then putting it down and being like yeah <laughs> it, no it's incredible I love that if, yeah for those listening uh if, if you haven't seen some of her videos uh yeah what you can do is absolutely incredible uh because we we are not athletes <laughs> so we are we're just in awe of what we're able to do and yeah I know because I know your uh your your bio says five feet tall in socks so, I mean, you're, you know, uh, a, a smaller person, but what you can lift is absolutely incredible. So good for you. 
Yeah, none you. of this made, made it to, to the final um, edit, but Emma and Joel had um, many, Joel was a bit obsessed with Emma's ability to, to work out and, and lift things. And they had many, many conversations about, do you know how to do this? Or, you know, can, you know have you heard of this certain thing? Or, um, I, I don't know, there was that. None of it made it to film, but Joel actually was pretty um, into that. And the other, uh, the other thing is that, and I guess, well, you know, it's not, we're not talking about season one, but we were filming under quarantine. And um, we were only allowed to leave our rooms for an hour if we were not on set. We were only allowed oh, to leave our rooms wow, for an wow. hour every day. And it was a scheduled walk around the block that we had to schedule with a contestant wrangler. Now, if, from what Emma's just said, you might imagine that would have made her very, very squirrely. Um, so Emma can, but I think, I don't think, you know, nobody's going to care now, but Emma can tell you what she did to, um, oh yeah, I, uh, get her fixed. so I did, it was a combination of, you weren't allowed to use the gym at the hotel no, either. Because oh. of, this was fully the height of COVID. Mm -hmm. So I think they, the, and rightfully so they kept us very, very much under lock and key because they didn't want anyone getting sick and knock on, I don't know why I'm knocking on wood. It's over now, but they <laughs> No one did get sick, but yes, so we weren't allowed to use the gym. So I, I would deadlift my couch in my hotel room, oh my just sort of like get under it and pick it up and put it down a bunch. And then when I was feeling really squirrely, I would run up and down the stairs in the hotel. I would basically just, I would text the Wrangler and be like, all right, I'm going to go to my mom's room. Cause we had separate rooms. Um, I was like, all right, I'm going to go to my mom's room. And she would be like, all right, great, whatever. And I would just run up and down the stairs for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh. And she, she also but you couldn't find her room. Oh yeah. Where is it? It's like, I don't know what floor I'm on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm lost. Um, she also brought kettlebells with yes. her. Yes, I brought nice. I brought kettlebells in in my suitcase. Wow. Yes. So and also this is it's years and nobody cares. We we had the, the only only interaction offset we had with other contestants was when we went down to the um, courtyard to get our COVID tests three times oh, a week. Oh, wow. And, um, and Emma, that's where we first met um, Corey. Yeah. Um, okay. Corey and Dante. Yeah. We hadn't, we were there for a full week before we started filming because I needed to make sure everybody was healthy. And, yeah. um, and Corey, if you've seen Corey in a t-shirt, you know that he's a major you know, uh, workout lifter fit. Okay. Guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, he found out that Emma brought kettlebells. I'm just going to tell the story to embarrass her. Okay. He found out she brought kettlebells and he was like, Hey, cool. Can I borrow them? And she was like, she, her eyes just started darting because if anybody asked her to do something that breaks any rule at all, she gets like, Sweating, profuse, and so, but yeah. she didn't want to be mean either. So she was like, um, sure. And so she left, she gave him her room number and left them in the hallway outside of the room. And then just started completely freaking out that we were going to get thrown off the show. Oh, <laughs> Just, just fully, yeah. just like after, because I remember Corey came and grabbed the kettlebells and then he like very, very surreptitiously like left them outside my door and I took them back and it wasn't a thing. 
was not a thing. But the entire time that he had them, I just every 15 minutes was calling my mom like, I'm so sorry, I'm gonna get us kicked off the show. I'm so sorry that we're gonna find out. I'm so sorry, this is gonna be over before it even started. And it was fine. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think I love what I love about that story is it's why we identify with you. <laughs> is like because we are both also very much lawful yeah like what are the rules we need to know them so yes. we can you know yeah. work within them and yeah. understand them completely yeah. but we're also people pleasers mm-hmm. so like we, <laughs> like we have that too where if someone asks us to do something it's like well okay I don't want to say no because I can do this but should I do this yeah like if um, we were in the same situation we would be freaking out exactly that much <laughs> yeah. 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 she was she was and we had not even started filming yet and she was like I, we're I was we're like, going well, home we're going home. before it starts you know yeah. and, and one of the other rules was you can go, you schedule your hour walk you cannot cross an intersection you must literally only circle the four sides of the block that we, the hotel exists. Oh my in. gosh. Right. And uh, can I tell you how um, boring that gets after, you know, oh, the first time you do it? And, I bet. But, and, and again, much later, you know, Emma and Thomas have, have, have had quite a friendship since the show. Oh, and, I want to hear more about that. Go on. You know, uh, Thomas was like, what do you mean you never left the block? (laughs) He would go out for walks with his mom and they, you know, they'd be like exploring the neighborhood and, you know. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? What? What are you, what are you saying? What are the words you're saying to me? He was like, what? We went and I was like, we, we just, we just did laps around the block. And he was like, well, that's, why would you do that? And I was like, because that's what they told us we could do. (laughs) wow fully just fully sweating yeah Yeah. we also had my room had one of those little juliet balconies which basically is three inches of a rail outside of a window Uh, um, emma's room did not have this but so that's why we hung out mostly in my room all the time because i and we could open the wall we go let's go to the balcony (laughs) you know for a change of scenery and we would literally hang out on the, the little railing and watch other teams circle the block. <laughs> but we didn't, but at, also at this point, we didn't know they were other teams because we hadn't officially met anyone. Oh. And she'd go, she'd look at, she, it was, I think it was Anthony and Natasha. She saw first, she goes, I bet they're, I bet they're a team. I wonder who they are. And we would like, you know, we would just. Are they covered in flower? Can I, how can I tell? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh my God. So when did your season film? We filmed a great story. That's the main difference between season one and season two. And I will let Emma tell it. Oh, okay. Um, So we, we filmed in April of 2021. So right before it was released. Yeah. we, We wrapped our last day on set was three weeks before the premiere. Wow. wow what a difference okay so that and even compressing that even more we saw the casting emma emma saw the casting notice for this show like february 28th and on april 2nd we were on a plane to la oh and, my gosh and the first episode aired on may 26th so that is the 
that's like huge. That's you. You need to understand that time frame to understand some of the chaos of season one. Sure. Oh my gosh! I mean, what well, a whirlwind. Well, I, I guess I'll I'll ask the next logical question is so Emma, did you see the casting notice because of your acting uh, experience so, or what? No. So I I yeah. saw the casting notice because. I had actually applied to be on the Great American Baking Show a oh. year before because I am what they would consider an amateur. I'd never worked in a bakery. I'm totally self-taught. Um, so I saw initially a casting notice in, I think it was maybe January of 2020 uh, for the Great American <laughs> Baking Show. So I was that date, the- January yeah. of 2020. Yeah. Right. So I yeah. applied for the Great American Baking Show, made it all the way to the end. Um, was th- was this close to being on the Great American Baking Show? Wow! And then COVID happened, mm. and it and the season never happened. But I was still on the the way it works, and I I don't think this is giving anything away because you can just you can Google it. There are casting offices that specialize in competition and reality TV. Mm-hmm. So the casting office that was working on Great American Baking Show also um, was overseeing Crime Scene Kitchen. So I was on their list serve from having applied for a Great American Baking Show and got this email with like, now casting, you know, this, 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 and this. And one of the the things said to something to the effect of like, do you like puzzles? Do you like baking? Do you know someone else who likes puzzles and baking? <laughs> so I like took a screenshot of it and sent it to my mom with the subject line, important, and I said, we're doing this, <laughs> mostly joking. And we applied. And then, you know, four weeks later, we were on a plane to, to LA. Oh my gosh. But, you know, the, the crazy thing was like, by the time we got, we, when we got to LA, like we didn't know the name of the show. We didn't know who was hosting. We didn't know who was judging. So we were in my mom's hotel room, you know, a couple nights before we were supposed to go to set for the first time. And my very intrepid husband sent me a deadline article that said Fox announces, you know, new roster of summer shows, including Crime Scene Kitchen hosted by Joel McHale. Ah, yay. This is it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. We were like, it's the show. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, it was called Unnamed Baking Competition. The entire time and even when we were signing the contracts was the first inkling we got that it was on fox because that's oh my gosh we had it was for it was what unnamed baking show on major on, TV on a major network major, on major network and wow so we were signing the contracts that we knew it was for fox wow okay wow so well so uh, so Leslie, Emma contacts you. She emails you with an uh, an important email. Uh, all caps, important. All caps. All did all you caps. did you jump right into? Did you have any doubts? I was. I thought it was hysterical. I was like, sure. <laughs> you know, now being on a, a competition baking show was not on my bingo card or my mm-hmm. bucket list. Um, but you know, I was mostly humoring her. To be honest with you, I was humoring. Are you sure, you know so um we you know we did and then she's like oh my god they want to interview us and then oh my god this and you know um and then literally but this is all happening in 
super compressed. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I had yeah. no idea. This and is like fact, incredible. Yeah. If it wasn't that fast, I probably would have thought more about it and chickened oh. out. But, <laughs> you know, wow. it just happened really, really fast. So when, when did your bakery open? I don't have a physical bakery. I have an online business. I call it a virtual bakery. Mm -hmm. um, I live in a small college town in Western Massachusetts. Where, um, and uh, so I went to pastry school in um, 2015. I, um, uh, because I, I knew that I hadn't learned enough. I, I, I arranged three different apprenticeships. After that, I did an apprenticeship, an internship at America's Test Kitchen in, in Boston, Cook's Illustrated, that whole empire. Then from there, um, my, my pastry um, people in Chicago uh, arranged for me to go to France. So I was in Paris for four months, staging in a very, very fancy um, pastry shop. And then from there, I went, I got my last apprenticeship at King Arthur Flower in Vermont. And um, that's when I decided I would settle in Western Massachusetts and just surreptitiously, uh, not surreptitiously, that's the wrong word, serendipitously <laughs> is the word I was looking for. Um, I landed in this incredible, you know, renovated um, space in Williamstown, Massachusetts, which happens to be the home of Williams College, which is one of those super, you know, um, elite private liberal arts schools. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I had always had this idea since sending care packages to Emma um, at college, you know, college town's awesome. Parents need to, you know, I was going to deliver care packages and birthday cakes to all these college students. But I started at the farmer's market in town that summer uh, when I wow. found here. And then um, from there, I built a website and the college business and then the wedding business and everything is um, custom and online and um, bespoke. And you can't um, just, I don't have a place you can come into. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. and so what's, shout out the name of your company. It's uh, Goodnight Kitchen. Um, okay. The website is goodnightkitchen.com. My Insta is at goodnightkitchen. Um, and uh, that's, that's, that's my business. And it's, it's, a lot of, I ship, I do ship um, stuff uh, because a lot of the kids who go to Williams have siblings at other colleges. And so their parents mm -hmm. like to send them things. Uh, but I do, uh, about a third is the college uh, departments and students, about a third is weddings. And then the other third is local uh, celebration. A lot, of, a lot of cakes, I do a lot of cakes. Wow. And yeah. so did the name Goodnight, does that come from the fact that it's care package? Is that, is that? Where that came from? Um, sort, actually, sort of. The, my original concept was, you know, how cool would, and Emma and I had talked about this when I, from when I was in pastry school, how cool would it be if, you know, you had one of those food trucks on a college campus that, you know, from like 8 a.m. till midnight, you could go out and get like your sugar fix. So I thought, <laughs> I, thought I was going to be like peddling stuff on campus at midnight, you know, like oh. Oh, wow. oh, wow. insomnia cookies. They started in yes. with NYU. And I, I thought in my mind, you know, that's what I was going to do. Um, it is absolutely not what I'm doing. But because <laughs> of that, 
that 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 sort of was the the good night kitchen sort of came from that original concept, um, and the donut domain name happened to be available, so I just grabbed. It's a good name. It. Oh, it's a great name. Yeah, yeah. great yeah. name. Great name, and I love my logo. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a staff? Sorry, sorry, no. No, uh, it's just me. I am, you know, now I am now sixty-five years old. When I went to basic school, I was fifty-seven. I'm now sixty-five years old. I have been in the corporate world. I have managed people. I have had employees. I've done all kinds of things, and that the last thing I wanted to do was that. (laughs) Fair. Retail space. I take as much work as I personally can Mm -hmm. handle. And I'm really, really happy doing that. Yeah. I love that. Um, I assume you designed your awesome logo and your website and stuff with your graphic design skills. You would assume that, but you would be wrong. Oh. (laughs) Because I stopped being a graphic designer at about the same time that computers were taking over design. Oh, and I went back. I went to I went to to design school in the medieval times when it was still <laughs> cutting and pasting and sending things out to a typesetter, and um, that's how I learned how to design. And I was I was working for a company and getting into marketing at about the time that computers were were becoming part of our world. And okay. I never learned to design on a computer. Wow. So I have an amazing designer who's done my logo um, that I met when I was working at the Tenement Museum in New York City. And um, she's done all of my incredible design work. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Very cool. So, and what kind of, uh, what kind of advanced time do you need since you are a staff of one? Yeah. If someone wants um, to order, like, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, so they're not trying to order tomorrow, you know, well, what? they always do try to order tomorrow. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> they are unsuccessful. Um, I, 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 so I asked for seven days for a bespoke birthday cake or celebration cake. Weddings okay. clearly are on the books for much, much longer. And I only, like the most I can do is two weddings in a weekend. So my weddings oh. are, you know, all pretty well booked out. Um, but I always have um, cookie dough in the freezer and brownies. I Again, these incredible brownies that um, my grandmother used to make that I now make. Um, those can almost always be done either next day or, or if I'm around and or, or shortly thereafter. So, um, but it, it continues to amaze me. I mean, I have a daughter. I know when her birthday is. I've been celebrating her birthday for 35 years. <laughs> I will literally get a call from a parent in a panic the night before and say, my <laughs> birthday is tomorrow. What can you do? I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't do anything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 And it yeah. happens all the time. Like, oh, so that's unbelievable. parents out there listening, plan ahead. Yep. Your kid does not live at home. Plan ahead for their birthday. <laughs> I'm, wow! I'll shout out Christine for our daughter because she's always thinking well in advance for birthdays, Christmas. So good job. Sometimes Christine. too much, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. As as was I. It just I naturally assumed that all parents were like that, right, Christine? All parents yeah, do. Yeah, of course. <laughs> they do not. They do not. <laughs> so crazy. So, so Emma, obviously, you're a working actor. Would you ever go pro with baking? Or are you semi pro with baking? Like you make the most amazing things on your Insta. Thank you. So I, there, it's a tricky question because I think if you are 
you know, if you are getting paid to do the thing that makes you, if, if not like an elite level professional, I think if, if you're getting paid to do the thing, you are a professional. So there was a moment in time during pretty much the, the height of the pandemic when we came back from filming Crime Scene Kitchen until I think like October, 2020. So before Crime Scene Kitchen into time, again, time is meaningless. There was a year and a half <laughs> there somewhere where I was working for um, a bespoke wedding cake company. Right. Oh, right. In yes. Respect, in that respect, I would say I, I was professional for a, a minute because okay. I was getting, you know, I was, that's what I was getting paid to do. I, you know, was making three, four, five tiered wedding cakes, multiple cakes per weekend, delivering them. I learned so much. <laughs> um, so in that respect, like I, I was a professional at it for a minute. Um, but then I sort of hit this point where I, this thing that I had previously, you know, loved to do that was my outlet, that was my, you know, place to sort of meditate and, and ground myself again, because it was my job. I was like, I, I don't love it as much as I used to. Mm. And because of, you know, a bunch of different life factors, I was like, okay, I think it's time to have this not be my job anymore. So I stepped away from that and um, am now pretty much just doing it for myself and and friends who ask and, there's a fun Chicago theater tradition where if, you know, a friend gets you tickets to their show and presumably those tickets are, are free, um, you show up and you do not show up empty handed. You huh. bring treats. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of the, the full extent of, of my baking right now, which is, you know, treats for friends. I, I have a couple of friends getting married in October who just want a really small ceremonial cutting cake. Um, so I'll be doing that. Um, but I think, you know, for me at least, I, I don't know that I'm super itching to, to go pro again. Um, I never say never, um, but I, I did it for a minute. I learned so, so, so much. And um, the, the folks that I worked with have skills just far beyond anything I could ever imagine for myself. So I just enjoy watching them do their thing now. Yeah. Wow. And wow. I love I love hearing about, oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 that's okay. I was just gonna say, I have a PSA because I know you have a lot of professional and a lot of baking adjacent people who listen to you and who love the show. It is exceedingly hard to make a living wage from this profession, sort of like acting. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not sort of valued in the same way from a um, remunerative standpoint. Mm -hmm. And um that you and uh, I'm, I happen to be fortunate in that my living wage doesn't have to come entirely from my business. Um, so, uh, but you have to either build an empire, right? Oh. Um, and uh, and and many people have, and you know everyone can see them on Instagram. Uh, you have to you have to work to such an incredible degree to actually make. Um, a wage that can you can live off of in this in this industry. It's it's difficult, and and when you work for someone else, um, someone else's empire, for mm -hmm. instance, um, your hourly wage is frankly pathetic. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's unfortunate. So you know, just a just a little public service announcement about get on my soapbox. Thank about you. That how hard it is to actually get paid for what you do in this industry. Yeah. 
I no. didn't know that, but uh, in a way, I'm like sadly not surprised. Like, I, can, I mean, that makes sense. Um, that it's it takes so much talent and skill, and it's an art, but it's not valued in the same way that other arts are. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and you know, you can only charge so much for a cake at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're and if you're you're talented enough, and you're getting a couple of thousand for a wedding cake, you are also spending your entire week making that that kind of a cake, right? right. And, mm -hmm. and you're not really able to do a whole lot else unless you have an army of people you're paying 13 or $14 an hour mm -hmm. um, to, to do it for you. So it's, it's a, you know, um, and it can, in fact, if you, if you, if you're, if you're much younger than I am and that's your goal and you're building this as your career and your profession, it can take a lot of the joy out of the thing, as Emma just said, it, you know, quickly. Yeah. I'm lucky. I, I get to still be joyful about it. I work really hard. I do incredible things. But at the end of the day, I say that's enough for me this week, you know, mm -hmm. and um, and I take what I make and it's not hard. It's not terrible, but I couldn't I couldn't support my entire life from it for sure so okay, okay. well no that's that's uh, uh definitely good advice like to know what to know what you're getting into with it uh because <laughs> uh because yeah like, we, we watch a lot of like gordon ramsay too and just about how like people start a restaurant and don't really understand the oh my know, gosh <laughs> yeah you know yeah. what it really takes so that's good to know and and emma I, I applaud you like knowing okay well this is where i want this to be in my life mm -hmm. like i want baking to be this part of my life where it's you know, it's for fun and, you know, not getting too overwhelmed by it. So I think that's, that's really cool. Um, so I, yeah, I think, um, yeah, in our society, there's so much, so much emphasis placed on like, if you're not getting paid for something, then somehow it's not legitimate or something like that. And mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I love hearing stories of people who are super passionate about something and like, don't do it as a job for that reason. <laughs> like, yeah. I find that so, I, I find those so inspiring. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love uh, doing podcasts because they're fun and not, you know, expecting it to be an empire. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I think it will be. <laughs> it, could be. It, could, it could totally be. Who knows? Um, you know, um, that's Would all. you like to talk season two? Yes. Sure uh i think we'll just uh, we just listed here all the uh the desserts so far i'd love to just hear your thoughts on the challenges the people we've seen so far judging all of that i mean uh, there's no better sources of information than oh the my gosh yeah <laughs> so um i'm just i'm very excited so um I guess first of all, well, let's start with the the premise this season you alluded to it earlier self self-taught versus Mm -hmm. um, classically classically trained, trained. I, how could I forget the title they said it attention I know when you say it all the time you say it every three minutes yeah, yeah. so but yeah. what did you think when you saw that was the, the 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 premise this season oh gosh I part of me was really curious um because inevitably I I think you know people people really enjoy um, having boxes to put things into. Mm -hmm. um, people, people really enjoy um, being able to sort of compartmentalize and structure things in a way that makes sense to them. So I totally understand 
the, all right, so this season we're going to have, we're going to pit the self-taught people against the classically trained people. Um, and from a, a bracket perspective, um, it, you know, makes sense formatting wise, like, all right, this week you're seeing these people, this week you're seeing these, this people, these people. And then when the merge happens, what's going to happen? <laughs> um, so from, from a, from a perspective of like, make it make sense, make it neat and tidy, totally get it. From a perspective of self-taught versus classically trained, um, I think at a certain point, when you are, as I sort of said earlier, like when you are getting paid to do the thing, you're a professional. So I think right. even the self-taught bakers, you know, Cherry, I think they work for um, Duff um, at at uh, Charm City Cakes. And I've seen oh. some of the things that they do. So like, yes, they are self-taught, but oh my God, can you <laughs> see what they do? Like, holy crap. Um, same with, with T and Fatty. I think they are, mm -hmm. you know, the two of them are self-taught, but you know, the things that they create and I know it's, you know, what, what they do, it's both of their jobs. So like to that end, yes, they are, they are quote unquote self-taught, but I don't think that that sort of makes them less than the classically trained right. bakers where, and, and on a similar note, I think the classically trained bakers, like, I feel like everything that's come out of my mouth sort of like poo-poo's the classically trained perspective, which is not my intention at all to be classically sure. trained. It's an incredible achievement. Mm -hmm. But I think after a Thanks, certain honey. point, <laughs> it is an incredible achievement and I'm so proud of you. I just think like for, for my money, you reach a point where, you know, you might, you might have a deeper well of knowledge. You might, you know, know the technical terms for things. You might, um, uh, you know, be, be more comfortable with certain techniques than, than other techniques. But I think if you're getting paid to do the thing, if you are doing the thing, then whether you have a degree or not, doesn't, doesn't carry the same weight. I'm not phrasing this well, all of which to say, I think it's a really interesting concept. And um, I'm just so excited to see what happens when the brackets merge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll, here, I'll put this, in both your heads right now, at the end of talking about season two, we're going to ask for predictions. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'll, you can ruminate on that while we talk a little bit, but or maybe you already know. Emma looks like she knows. Leslie looks like she's thinking about it. So I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. You know what? I, I'm thinking back on our season. And what if who was trying to predict after, you know, a two episodes a piece for the two brackets? Um, even, I mean, we were predicting, we were on set predicting and, huh. you know, literally wrong, you know, <laughs> not even, you know, um, so yeah, well, I mean, I won't hold I, I thought, but I certainly, you know, would you don't have, have to put money on it. It's okay. Prediction one, so it's fine. Yeah, if you heard the last episode, Christine's yeah. changed already. So, <laughs> all right, but uh, all right. And well, the other big change of season: two minutes versus three. Mm. Not exactly. Leslie, what are your thoughts? Um, Emma reminded me this morning, so I'm going to actually let her, her, her remind you. Our oh. season was a lot of two minutes, but, um, was so it? I think, yes. So if I remember, if I remember yeah. correctly, the episodes leading up prior to the merge, we had three minutes for the dessert round and two minutes for the showpiece round. After the merge, it was two minutes for round. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh. 
I feel like, and we just watched season one again, but I guess I wasn't really looking for that. I didn't realize. So yeah, I did not yeah, realize. I that that kind of changes everything. Okay. Yeah, the very first time um, that we were lining up to do the the you know go into the crime scene, and um, we heard it was two minutes instead of three. I mean, I think all, all the color drained from our faces. <laughs> oh. like, what? what do you mean? You know, three wasn't enough, and now you're you know you're taking away a whole minute. So yeah, we had it was a lot of our season was in fact um, two minutes. Oh, okay. And, okay. and well, since you did both, then I guess you would. Those two minute sessions were way tougher, I would assume. Oh yeah. yeah. They they were, and also it demands laser focus. Cause once you realize you there's an entire minute that you just don't have anymore, it sort of um makes your lizard brain go into overdrive and be like, all right, let's let's make up for the minute we don't have and just sort of like yeah, mm. zoom in and get what we can. Well, that's yeah. when Emma came up with the the hand-drawn diagram of the kitchen. That we studied every time. Oh, that's so smart. So, yeah. So, and well, and we'll, we'll get to this more another. But I have to ask now. So, did you all have a plan? Like, I'm going here. I'm going here. I'm going here. Uh, you two are amazing. Yeah. This is why we love you. It was a divide and conquer situation. Mm. Yeah, we did. We did, and we didn't. Like the first, the first time we went in, and then we went back to the hotel that night. Um, Cause I think, I think Davion mentioned that the episodes are filmed over multiple yeah. days. Mm-hmm. So the first night we went back and we went to my mom's room and I just like drew a diagram of the kitchen. And I was like, okay, tomorrow when we go in, here's what we cannot forget. You start here, we move clockwise, we move this way. Don't forget the trash. Don't forget the dishwasher. Don't forget <sighs> the oven. Um, so <laughs> the cabinets, the drawers, the refrigerator, there was always, there. sometimes there was something, on, something the refrigerator, on the, refrigerator. On the, outside of the refrigerator. There was a bulletin board. There yeah. was, um, yeah, it was, it, we, she had, she had identified every place where clues lived. <laughs> wow. Potentially lived. But and what I will say was really sneaky about this season is that they hid the trash can. Yes. yes. They hid yes. the, ooh. <laughs> And that was, and I will just now shout out like Camille and Laiza, I'm rooting for the Frenchies so hard. I mm-hmm. love them so much. And when they found the trash can, I was like, <gasps> those, they hid the trash can. <laughs> I put, like felt it like deep, deep in my bones, just to trail yeah. on behalf I have of a, a wicked. I was like, How did they hide the trash can. <laughs> yeah. The challenge. Wow. To- the challenge team that sets the kitchen has a very wicked sense of humor. I was <laughs> they really, they just loved to mess. And, yeah. Well, yeah. and I think, I think one of them pointed out on Bake Squad, like professional bakers would not hide a trash can. Like it's where you can get to it. You yeah. You, it. In a professional kitchen, it would be somewhere <laughs> obvious, you would think. Yeah. 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 Seriously, I could take this computer and walk into the, the, I have one room, a whole room of my apartment is my professional kitchen and show you the trash can is right there. <laughs> yeah. I'm not missing it. So but. Atlantic Beach Pie, mm-hmm. uh, how did you, did, would you have gotten this one? Let's start with yeah. that. Yes. I, the, so the minute that Steph and Cherry saw, um, was it Steph and Cherry? No, yes. it was the minute, it was the minute, um, that they had the the zester and there was uh-huh. lemon on one side and lime on the other. <laughs> my, we text each other during the, the episodes in live time. We actually were texting each other. Texting. 
Yeah. The minute that there was lemon and lime, I was like, it's a lemon beach pie. <laughs> Pacing around my bedroom, screaming. And my husband is like, you need to, you need to cool it. And I text my mom and I'm like, it's not graham crackers in the, in the food processor. They're going to find saltines. And then Steph and Sherry find saltines. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like it's Atlantic beach pie. Um, also born and raised in New Jersey. So maybe a bit of an advantage there. Uh-huh. It feels like a very Jersey shore thing, but the minute that there, that there was lemon and lime, I was like, it's Atlanta beach pie. That's what, wow. That's what And um, I know the pie because the New York times did an article on Atlantic beach pie. Oh gosh, maybe five or six years ago. And the backstory is that someone is on vacation at the beach. They literally have none of their equipment and they have very little in the house and they come up with this particular dessert Um, because they're on vacation. They have like, it's like, what can we make? And so there's nothing to roll dough with. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing, there's saltine crackers and there's, there's lemons and limes probably for the cocktails. And, you know, and so they, this is sort of born out of um, an empty pantry on vacation. That's actually the back That is so, so cool. I love so, yeah, that. I, I didn't learn that in pastry school. I learned um, that from the New York Times. But <laughs> so we, we had never heard of that. Is it salty? Yeah. What's the crust like? It's it's more buttery than salty. Okay. Because there's like a there's a good amount of butter in that crust to hold it all together. Okay. But it's re, it's I mean it's it's kind of a perfect pie and no shade to lemon meringue or key lime, but it's like kind yeah. of key lime pie is cooler cousin because it's like the mm. crust is really buttery and there is a little bit of salt but then you have the tart from the citrus and the sweet from the sweetened condensed milk and the creamy from the whipped cream it's so good it sounds so good like wow. there is a little bit of salt but only in the way that like salt enhances things yeah salt makes everything better I I am mm-hmm. a huge fan of salt in all of my baked goods so it would not be out of place okay yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. We text so each other cool. the episodes and we're, we're constantly like, yeah, Emma and I were like on Atlantic beach pie before they were even out of the, the crime scene. Yeah. That's so amazing. Were you surprised five out of the six teams missed the saltines? No, no, because of the way that the crime scene kitchen is set up. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's easy to, it's easy to either miss or it's easy to think that you saw something that you didn't. Mm. Um, like I said, come back to us for the mango cheesecake rest, uh, episode. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, no one, the only episode in history that no one got it right. But oh, right. Because, oh yeah, that's true. Because yeah. yeah, they're, they're sneaky crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and also it's so, it's so tricky because the way that the clues are laid out, um, you know, you don't know what is or isn't a clue or what is an actual mm-hmm. clue versus a decoy clue so you know I just like all all the more holy crap you're awesome to Steph and Sherry for taking the time to like smell it feel it look at it and mm-hmm. go this isn't graham cracker this is saltine um but it's I mean it's when you're under that kind of pressure with two minutes and cameras and um hot lights Flashing and, lights. They do this strobe. Oh, no. When you've got, oh. what, 10 seconds left I, or uh, something that, you know, to alert you to your time. All They just 
Oh my God. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> I panic so easily. Like, I mean, I panicked from the very beginning. So I, I don't know how anyone does it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, so then Stephen Cherry had immunity and then there was the blood orange upside down. Oh, should we talk about immunity too? And oh, yeah. Feel about, I'm sorry, I don't mean to no, take it out ahead. of order, but can you all tell us how you feel about the immunity thing? I understand why they're doing it. I hope that when the brackets merge, they don't do it anymore. Um, I, I think it is an incredible reward to get, and it is so deserved. I think from my perspective, the more time you have in the crime scene kitchen and the more time you have in your own kitchen only serves as an advantage because the more time you get, the mm -hmm. more, you know, the more pass throughs of the crime scene kitchen that you get, the better you get at it. Um, but I mean, the folks who have won immunity have been so good at the clues that it's not like they, they need many more passes through the crime scene kitchen. They're already killing it. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think it's a really interesting twist and I am predicting that they're going to get rid of it when the brackets merge. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Well, and I mentioned in one of our first episodes that they showed a brief, brief, brief clip of like Yolanda holding up an evidence bag. So mm -hmm. maybe they're bringing back clues like in your season. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. For the winners of the first round. I don't, that's a guess. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I have no idea either. I think I really felt like it was such an we were great from the clues from the get go, right? I mean, we hardly missed a dessert other than yeah. mango cheesecake. <laughs> um, we we were you know if we weren't dead on, we were like really close on oh, yeah. mm -hmm. them, almost all of them, and it was only through repeated um, exposure to that kitchen and the and that time pressure and um laser focus that we were able you know that we we did it if we were sitting out every other you mm. know bake um I don't know I I you know I don't I I, I think it's it's interesting for the drop for the show like cool yay look, sure. right, mm -hmm. look what you get I found that it was in it kept us on our game to be going in and um, not only doing the crime scene, but baking every challenge. Um, okay. So, you, yeah, you, so I, you, I, think, I, you think I, that's I, more I important? I hope they bring it. I hope they get rid of that mm -hmm. twist when the, mm -hmm. when the merge, because I wouldn't, I don't know how I'd feel about someone who got, who won the $100,000 only baking maybe half of the bakes. That's a very good point. You know, that's I want to see them work for that 100000 mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, do you think, uh, I mean, to the point of like, it may be disadvantageous, do you think just having a break from competition helps mentally? Or, um, or do you really think it is oh, that much more important to get the experience? Oh, it absolutely does. I think it, a break is absolutely helpful. I mean, because I think, you know, as you talk to more people on, on season two, and maybe more folks from season one, like it's, it's a high stakes environment. Um, so you know, any, any sort of moment you can have to breathe is absolutely advantageous and, and necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just different. <laughs> yeah. It's well, how, how did you, well, okay. I know we're not talking about season one. Go ahead. Whatever. Okay. My question was, um, on the clues, 
that you got in season one? I can't remember. Did y'all, what clues did y'all get? So we only got the advantage once, twice. July. Yeah, the fourth of July. Oh, right. Okay, I was trying to remember. Yeah. So in, that, right. in that instance, yeah. it was we had to decide which monument went on top of the the cake. Oh, right. Three and the box, the clue in the box said it's either this or this. Right. Um, okay. That was right. a good one. I feel plus like the, plus the nebulous clue, which everyone got from Yolanda, was. Um, a component of this dessert was made in England. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't the Statue of Liberty. Right. Right. And yeah. we knew that for uh, an acting reason, which <laughs> no, we don't. We don't need to go into. We don't need to but, go into that. But but it was funny because Laurie and Jason didn't know that the Statue of Liberty was mm -hmm. made in in France, and so they put the the hand with the torch the on torch. their cake, the big yeah. pumpkin, gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on top of their cake. cake was so good yeah so good. yeah so um it seemed like sometimes the clues were not super helpful to me <laughs> so I was just curious I mean like obviously getting safety and not having to bake is like an advantage in a way a disadvantage in another way I was just wondering like how would y'all compare that to clues as a prize for doing the best in the first round Sure. Like the clues that were given in season yeah. one, which were kind of hit or miss. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I would be, see, I would be really curious to know if, you know, if, and when you talk to more season two contestants, like mm -hmm. would they rather have immunity or would they rather have an extra clue and bake again? Um, yeah. Cause I, cause in, in hindsight, I don't actually know which we would prefer. Yeah, I mean, um, we ended up finding out what most of those extra clues were after the thing was done. Mm -hmm. So, um, you're, I mean, half the time it helped and half the time it didn't. Yeah. yeah. When Thomas made that crazy pyramid. And that's what I was thinking. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The extra clue. The ombre. And, yeah. You know, um, so it was, They again, they were super sneaky. They, they, They're they, so they, sneaky. They <laughs> literally must stay up at nights trying to find ways to mess with them. <laughs> Yeah. So those extra clues half to, half the time. In our case, it was in fact helpful. Yeah. Uh, I, at least half the time, it it completely was not. Yeah. Do you know how Do you know how much of these things are created by Curtis and, and Yolanda, and how much is their team? I don't know. I I have no idea. Um, mm. I know that there is. I mean, on set, there's a there's a culinary team that's sort of there and and making sure that things are fair and food safe and that you know if if you know god forbid you get a cut on your hand because you touch a food processor wrong which you know happened on our season like culinary and medical swoop in and bandage yeah. you up so in terms of like how things are how things are decided how things are laid out yeah, all no. we knew is that on set during a bake curtis and yolanda were the only ones who knew what we were supposed to be baking yeah. Okay. Okay. So as far as we, that's as much information about that as. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so the blood orange upside down cake, second half of episode one. Yeah. Uh, so that one, there were a lot of upside down cakes that were kind of all over the place. So mm -hmm. where were you on that? Did you know it was blood orange slash navel orange when you saw that episode? I think so. We were, we were texting back and forth and we were actually kind of arguing. We were, because we, we saw the pineapples and the cherries and we were like it's a pineapple upside down cake wait a minute orange what 
what? So I think there was a fair amount of back and forth between the two of us in our text chain, like what, what do we, what do we think it is? Yeah. Um, so, but, yeah. yeah. I was just gonna say, the, what you have to remember is that edit, is they're mm -hmm. showing the audience things that they wanna confuse the audience as much as they wanna confuse huh. the bakers, right? Sure. They want the at-home people to be trying to guess in mm -hmm. a way that maybe is, is, you know, somehow, you know, when we watched our season after it was on, we were like, if only it was that easy to have seen the clues, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but contrast that also with, um, they're trying to not give you the answer um, as a viewer as well. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. so it's intentionally confusing. They're showing you all the potential clues, but it's, there's really no way to know exactly which were the ones you're supposed to hone in on. Um, yeah. That it's pineapple fine. jar really didn't look full. <laughs> Hashtag pineapple jar. Full. Yeah, yeah. It did not look full. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. Get, don't get tea started on that one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You got to talk to him a little bit already. And he is, yeah, he's adamant that that, that, that yeah. was. I mean, it, yeah, it's hard to tell like the angles, you know, like people pick up the berries that are in the container and yeah. it looks like it's not full. So like, did they use those? It's very confusing. Yeah. 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 Berry container. Yeah. Cause there's always going to be some space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that one was definitely a little tougher. Uh, the donut trio. So you talked a little about Camille Maiza. Huh. finding finding okay. that so yeah. did you feel like they were on the right track at that point like yes. did, did you already know they were in good shape I do first of all like you asked for predictions like I'm going hard for Camille and Laiza I just oh, awesome. I think they're I just think they're awesome um followed closely by Steph and Sherry um <laughs> so I think the fact that they found the trash was huge huge yeah. um and the fact that they they sort of made the connection between the date on the order form and the date on the calendar big yeah um, but i think the thing that both my mom and i talked about was in our season something that they really hammered home for us was it is never more than one thing and people tried a couple of oh. times be like here are four kinds of donuts or here is are you know two kinds of this and it became very clear, I think like two or three challenges in, they were like, guys, it is never more than one thing. You make one thing. Wow. This season, we were, I was, I, I actually got that wrong because my brain was going, it's never more than one thing. Right. So it's, it's jelly donuts. That's it. They're making, <laughs> I was like, they're making, they're making poxy, like some Hungarian jelly donut. <laughs> <laughs> never more than one thing and then when everybody came out with three kinds of donuts I was like no guys it's never more than one and lo and behold it was in fact three kinds of donuts and I was like crap and this, this was repeated again in the brownie episode right yeah. even yes. though we saw that in fact it could be more than one thing but yeah no, it's never more than one exactly thing. well and T and Fatty said specifically they were going off of your season's precedent <laughs> Yeah. In their thinking. And that's why they did the double stacked. So, yeah. 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 So, so, that's a difference between the two seasons. Yeah. 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 Well, so, so you're saying it was, but it was behind the scenes, it was drilled into you one thing. It was not even behind the scenes, not on, even behind the scenes. It was during, during, the during filming. Okay. During, yeah. During, I know. Filming. yeah. Yeah. 
Yolanda seemed very clear with uh, Natasha and Anthony about that. So, yeah. Then it was like, yeah. it's just this. Yeah. So when we talk to more season two people, we will have to ask them, like, yes. did, did they say anything about that? Yeah. That's Clearly very interesting. Not, because they yeah. were, you know, their, their biggest challenge, because the challenges are substantially different between mm -hmm. season one and two. I mean, the first round is essentially the same. Ours was a dessert round and it was a some kind of dessert. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in order to um, get some more difficulty into that challenge, they, they pivoted to it being mm -hmm. more than one thing. So you had to not just figure out the one thing, you had to figure out the two things or the three things mm -hmm. um, yeah. from the clues. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> I, I, I wish I could have seen you all screaming at the TV. It's it's one donut, but it's amazing. Um, the Pavlova, oh, yeah. the Pavlova. We had Pavlo, Pavlovas, Dequazes, and giant macarons. But have Have you all ever, ever seen or done giant macarons? Yes. No. That yes, Amber. Okay, okay, cool. Right. Yeah, when I was I worked at Pierre Hermé in Paris. Oh, and really? one of their signature desserts, huh. and there, was, there was one guy who made it every day. I, I have this visual in my head. Um, it's a giant stacked macaron cake with um, rose water, lychee, oh. uh, buttercream in between and, oh. and fresh raspberries. And he would make this giant, giant vat of uh, pink macaron batter. And he'd have a plastic thing up to his armpit that he would macronet oh my gosh and then he was the only one who was allowed to do it every day I thought how could I mean I'd lose my mind if that's all I was able I was doing every <laughs> and um and then he'd pipe these large round macarons for um a cake so yes I have seen it in okay person. wow yeah we we didn't really know about that yeah yeah so <laughs> so that one we saw what only one other team saw, which was the nut allergy card. So I mean that that right. pretty much told you what it was, right? Or did you all have a pretty good sense? Yeah. Yes. I, mean, I think yeah, it certainly it certainly eliminates macaron because they're you know they're made with almond flour, but all of which to say, Yaz and Amber's macaron cake was gorgeous. Oh, yes. so gorgeous. Like, what? Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, but I think the, but it's, that's the, that's how they get you. Like, it's always, there's always one, there's always mm. one clue that either kind of, kind yes, of smoking like gun, you reach a point where you sort of hit a crossroads where you're like, it could be this or it could be this. And if you miss the one clue, you know, you take the wrong path. I think there, there was one, our episode, it was like cinnamon rolls versus sweet dough wreath. Oh Yeah. There was a card in one of the drawers and they'd never used the drawers before, but there was a card in one of the drawers <sighs> that said, you know, form a braid and wrap around. And if you'd missed that, cinnamon rolls are the logical conclusion. But if you find that, you go, it's not rolls, it's a wreath. And so it was grandma's famous Christmas recipe. Yes. <laughs> so Christmas and wreath and braid and, you know, you had there's to put always, it all together. There's always one sneaky thing. <sighs> the reason people at home are yelling at the TV is because they show the people at home that critical clue. Yeah. Yes. Right. Right. But only so one team actually many saw team it. Missed the, the, you know, the nut allergy card, um, you know, but at home they're, they're saying here, look at this. <laughs> they want us to see everything. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So, it's so, way yeah. easier from here. Oh my gosh. So much. Easier. <laughs> uh, oh, and I, I keep meaning to ask, I keep forgetting. Leslie, do you, so do you speak any French from your time in France? 
Um, funny you ask. No, I went to work in a French kitchen. Um, I had one year of French in eighth grade and I, you can do the math how long ago that was. Um, and uh, I got yelled at a lot in French, which was great because I had no idea what they were saying. <laughs> And um, there were a handful of people in the kitchen who also spoke English and they were very kind. And then there were a handful of people who were resolutely not going to speak English to me. And um, I learned some key French words um, and, and there was a lot of pantomiming. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I speak no I French, that. I still speak no French. So <laughs> it was wild. It was wild. Um, so, uh, the, yeah, so we already touched on the brownies a little bit, but so at that point, you'd already seen the donuts and that more than one thing was possible. So right. did you think Steph and Cherry were, were going the right direction or do you maybe think it was someone else? Yeah, no, I I was certain that Steph and Cherry had it um, mm -hmm. because they, I mean, again, we'd only seen them for one episode, but they were so laser focused and just such a, such a great, team they work so well together and they complement each other so well so for me I was like yeah they got it they yeah. they got it yeah 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 um let's see did you as far as the six recipes mm -hmm. those six mm -hmm. recipe cards in that one mm -hmm. trying to trying to decipher that in two minutes how tough did you feel that one was so tough yeah <laughs> Yeah, to try and figure out what was absent versus what was present. Right. Yeah. Actually, the the really tough thing about that, because you could see one or two things, and in your mind, you think you're seeing everything. Right. right? But no, it, that was more of like what's missing, not mm -hmm. what's here. Mm -hmm. And and so that that's a, a whole twist on the, what your brain wants to do. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, like we've talked about, like filling in the, you, you can't fill in the gaps just because you want to, or because mm -hmm. it's more convenient, but yeah. to ask your brain not to do that in two minutes. Oh my gosh. Wild. Wow. 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 Um, Basque cheesecake. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Were you too familiar with this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> did you, did you know it is during the, during the clue discovery round? I knew it, I, this is, I, it's probably too boastful. I knew what it was when I saw the trailer for the show. <laughs> oh, wow, nice. That's awesome. That what did you see that told you? parchment shows up in the trailer for the season. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Basque cheesecake. That's awesome. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And did you, did you, did, did you go tell Emma immediately? Emma, did you already know that too, or? I, so I had a vague recollection of it from the trailer, but for me, it was, I think it was uh, Tarsha and, and Christy who saw, when they saw the burnt parchment, I, like to me, that was, I was like, yep, that's the one clue where if you find it, you've got it. And if you miss it, you don't, yeah. mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Um, or if it doesn't resonate in some way with you, right. like, what, you know, what is this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were all like smelling it and <laughs> you know, trying to figure out what it was. But if you don't have a familiarity with that particular item, yeah. you're going to, it's going to confuse you. Yeah. Um, have you made that or had it before? Um, 
I have, I have neither made it nor had it, but if I remember, I think maybe like a year or so ago, it was having a real big moment on Instagram. Cause I was yeah. seeing them in my like recommended for you feed a lot. Huh. Um, Cause they're just so visually striking. Sure. Um, so I've never eaten one, but did you mom have, did you ever get no, your on one? I haven't either. Um, but, uh, but I'm very familiar with it as um, in the canon of, we didn't make, we didn't, did we make any kind of cheesecake and pastry school? No. Well, I, I did go to French pastry school. Everything was French, but Basque is Spain, but um, no. No, I've, I've never made one, but I, again, I think, I think Emma hit it. There was, it had a moment on Instagram and our social media algorithms are constantly <laughs> feeding us baked. Yeah. So. You know what y'all will be interested in. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. And then Clifudi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you get that one immediately? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the fruit was the fruit was the confusing part and so props mm-hmm. to you know um that being the twist for sure mm-hmm. um yeah. uh i'll, I'll just say since this is an audio medium i will say both emma and leslie nodded and made like the same like knowing smile at the same time because they're adorable uh and we love them so uh yeah so yes they knew go go on I also I went to French pastry school. We made sure. and I worked in a in a in a um, Parisian pastry shop. So yeah, Clifudi, like like Camille and and Lisa, you know, they mm-hmm. immediately knew. Yes, it was, it was Clifudi, and you know, <laughs> as as someone who was French and trained that way would would know. Yeah, but it's I mean. Christine, I think you you said this in a previous episode. Maybe it was the recap of that episode where you were like, "Who leaves a bowl of berries on their counter?" Like, you, yeah, who, yeah, no one does that. Who like? Okay, if, good to know from like actual. You know, no one does like, that. If, and also, if canonically, you know, the show is airing in the summertime, like you don't want to leave stuff out on your counter in the summertime. Oh, that's a good point. Like yeah, like yeah. My first thought would be like, there's gonna be flies everywhere in yeah, five like, seconds. Who leaves a who leaves a bowl of berries on the counter? But well, and also, you know, yeah, yeah. the berries had all the berries. Cherries yeah. were in another bowl, but the berry bowl had all the berries yeah like they only picked out the raspberries from the mixed berry bowl right right yeah like what again yeah. we need a, a consistent logical narrative of exactly. what the person in the kitchen was doing yes 100 yeah. oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah and obviously in that case the apron was the primary clue right mm-hmm. and you either inter you saw it or you didn't or you interpreted it in the right way or the wrong way the, the the pivotal clue in that was the apron yeah but it would be hard to know if that's a raspberry stain or a cherry stain i would that's... think so yeah I, I haven't really done anything with cherries ever so i mm-hmm. uh, but i would think they would be similar oh, so i can't remember it must have been either camille and lisa or or yes and um amber. amber who saw us they said that someone said they saw seeds yeah Oh, oh, okay. 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 Wow. That makes sense. Then. Sorry, I don't, I'm not sure which one, but one of them did. And actually, it must have been Camille and Lisa because um, they used raspberries and, and yeah. um, right. Amber used cherries. Mm-hmm. So some, I thought someone said they saw, maybe it wasn't even one of the teams who got it right, 
um, I got the dessert correct. I know I, Sally and Sherry talked a lot about the apron. It might have been them. It might have been them. Someone saw seeds on the apron. And that again is like, that's how microscopic sometimes the clues Oh my goodness. <laughs> do you all, I'm sorry, uh, side, side question. Do you all ever do escape rooms? Because you would be amazing at them. <laughs> I've, I've wanted, I've wanted to, but I, this is in all, like, in all honesty, I don't know that anyone would go with me because I'm so competitive. So like, <laughs> you want to go? Let's go. Yes. Let's totally go. Yeah, we'll I come to Florida. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't, we I don't know escape rooms here. Yeah, I don't know that anyone who went with me would have fun besides me. So <laughs> would be like, just like I, it, there, there are stories from college where you know a, a good friend of mine and myself, like we may or may not have been banned from playing certain games on game night because we we got so in the weeds of like the rules and like, look, if you're here Gosh. to play, like if you're gonna play, play to win man yeah that is this guy so hard i love it no no we're yeah we're totally totally simpatico on that Mm -hmm. uh yeah i uh well she'll tell you the first time we we've done a few dozen escape rooms yeah the first time we lost one i couldn't sleep that night yeah (laughs) it's like they did it wrong i think it's a generational thing i have never done one it's not really on my radar so much i'm 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 worried um i'd be the person who went in and couldn't get out so i'd have sort of anxiety about that (laughs) Um, but you know but emma emma i think you know her well you could see it in season one she is not only i mean she's competitive which was got got us you know so far but um she's (laughs) she's she's got you know in her zest and zeal to win, she also has these incredible skills that yeah. sort of get yeah. you. You it's, know, it's, and, it's wonderful and actually, to watch. It is the yeah. kind of room she wants to do. I'm gonna just dish on her right now. Is the kind where you go in and smash things? Oh, like a rage room. Oh, oh rage room. So that's that's the kind of room she she would like to do. I mean, listen, we we all the world is a lot right now. I think we could all use some some uh we could all use an outlet <laughs> totally totally stuff in a in a safe controlled environment why not yeah yeah we could all use that. one of those funerals one is user land oh, or okay. desert i don't know how you pronounce it but there is one here yeah okay all right there you go i mean you're in chicago it probably has everything oh yeah that's a good yeah. point but yeah. but yeah no I'm already planning yeah if you come down here uh, we're gonna do escape rooms and if, if go to Disney I I want to see you two in the France part of Epcot uh, <laughs> like going to because the, they have macaron shop there yes uh-huh. they have uh, a patisserie they've got a gelato shop right yeah it's yeah. just in the France section of Epcot well, so we did. so I took Emma we you know uh, Emma went to to Disney for the first time well she was four months old but that doesn't count she went for the because it was a business trip but (laughs) for the first time she was four years old and she wouldn't leave and um, (laughs) she made us promise that we would take her back regularly and as she was four at the time came up with this rule we'll go back every four years and we did because oh. she loved Disney so much and still does. Um, 
That's so, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. We, we uh, had well, four, eight, 12, 16, and- um, It stopped after 16. It stopped after 16, yeah, but- So yeah. she owes you several trips is what I'm hearing. <laughs> I mean, listen, if we can couple it, if we can couple it with an escape room trip too, and oh meet you God. guys for real. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Well, we could have a whole Disney conversation because we worked, I don't know if you said this on the thing, we worked there for about seven years. So, no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So fun. we're fans yeah. too. That's a whole thing. So, yeah. uh, that may just, we may just zoom aside from this and talk <laughs> Disney, but yeah, uh, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. No, well, well who knows? But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but we, we may have our own NDAs there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know what we agreed to as far as that. But anyway. Uh, but, um, I think every thought that we thought while we were there, they probably own. They own. I think so. They do own a lot. <laughs> yeah. Of our blood, sweat, and tears from that time, but that's okay. We had a great time. It was there. totally worth it. We yeah. had a great time yeah. there. So, yeah. so yeah, I yeah maybe yeah we can talk about it more in the future, but um, uh, yeah, let's finish this and then I want to hear uh, uh, I want to hear the predictions, but we we haven't talked yet the Plum Fran Japan tart, which turned out to be a pretty easy one. Mm-hmm. So not really a mystery there, right? I mean, did you all feel that was pretty straightforward? Pretty straightforward, yeah. 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 Although I, I see, for, for me, I was like, I see how they were trying to be sneaky because it was two um, similar vessels in the same episode. So I could see, right. that for my money, they were maybe trying to confuse them by being like, mm. well, it's not two tart pans in a row. They wouldn't do that. Okay. Um, that's so true maybe, it was strange I wonder, if, I wonder if maybe that was an attempt to throw people off mm-hmm. but then that that one felt I mean nothing is nothing is straightforward on crime scene kitchen but of all the challenges that have existed so far that one felt the most um the most straightforward as far as you know those challenges go Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the, the the twist there, and I don't think I'm giving away any secrets if I say this, and Emma will start to raise her eyebrows or something if I do. <laughs> but one of the rules, there's only ever one item you're allowed to taste mm-hmm. in the crime scene. And for us, it was marked. It was a red. It was if you see a red bowl, you can taste. Oh, that's smart. I always wonder how bowl. they know. Yeah. And then, but also, only one person on the team can taste it. Oh, well, that changes everything. Okay. So, you know, they haven't been explicit about that, but a lot of viewers might wonder, well, why aren't they both tasting Mm -hmm. it? It's right there. You're not allowed to. You have to, and Emma was our designated taster on Mm -hmm. our team. And so I had to put my faith in her taste buds to know what was being tasted. So when you see, you know, Bob was the one who tasted the, mm-hmm. yeah. the you know, what was, um, I'll say it in French, napage. It was an apricot mm-hmm. fruit glaze. Um, he, his taste buds told him orange. And mm-hmm. I have no reason to doubt that that's what he was getting. Yeah. But, um, but Vicky had to trust that he was mm-hmm. tasting it in the way that she would have, or others would have sure. tasted yeah, so that's, sure. that's something where the teammate trust, you know, situation or where the, the disagreements was like, I tasted it. It's this. Now we, you know, mm. we had that a few times in, in season one and, um, and it was wrong, right? The person who tasted it just there, they didn't taste it the way it, you know, other people tasted it. 
Wow. It happens. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a game changer. I didn't realize that, that, that makes so much sense now, like thinking of those episodes and being like, oh, they can't both like that changes everything. Is that a COVID thing? So you don't share germs or is that a game thing? I think both. Like, I think Mm. again, for our season, because it was truly the peak of COVID, my mom and I both (laughs) got our vaccinations like right before we went our okay. first one, only our like, first shot, not even full, the second like, one. Full peak of COVID. So I think initially it was born out of only one of them can taste this because if, you know, knock on wood, one of them gets sick, they're not both putting their mouths on this spoon. So I think that's, there's certainly still an element of that because COVID still very much exists. Yeah. Um, but I think it it now has become a really interesting twist for the game because if only one of you can taste it, yeah the right thing yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it yeah and i and i think that was pretty much our you know our kind of analysis of of the way that that one broke it's just Mm -hmm. not much else you could do like he just tasted something that you know it's just slight slight difference and yeah that made all the difference yeah because everyone else got it perfectly Mm. that's that was all that mattered so kind of bad luck of the draw there because they made a great tart yeah there's i mean it was it sounds like it was the best one yeah of that round yeah 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 Yeah. so in that one seemed pretty straightforward mm -hmm. for all i mean obviously they all got it Um, yeah yeah but I like your I like your take. I think that's that's possible that they were trying to maybe see if they could make them second guess a tart, and maybe that's yeah. I, I also theorized in our last episode that perhaps they felt it was too hard at first and like change some things at the last minute. Do you think that's possible? No, I, no. I, I do, and I I do, and I don't. Um, because I don't. Because yeah, I do, I don't know. Um, I think it's, it's possible that maybe like at the last minute, there was a pivot where they, like, there was maybe a curveball that they got rid of, or I, I, I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so Emma, you said you're going, you're Camille and Laiza all the way. (laughs) Uh, who are, do you have, uh, cause we picked finalists as well. Mm -hmm. So do you have three other teams that you see going, going? going to the the end oh she, she's striking her knuckles i yeah. love it I mean, what do you it's got so, it's so it's so dicey because a of all everyone is incredible mm. so like i i feel i i feel like real squidgy even just like picking because everyone's amazing um my my predictions are camille and Laiza, uh amber and yaz and um oh gosh oh gosh Steph and Cherry, uh, T and Fadi. Um, that's four. That's four. <laughs> well, we both had a backup as like our fifth. Yeah, you can have a backup. As an alternate oh, if you want we, another oh, one. Because I was, I was being, I was, I was, I completely misunderstood the question. I'm like, here's who's making it to the merge. Um, so I'm. Oh, oh, okay. So, okay. So my, my, I'm going all the way for Camille and Laiza and then um, Steph and Cherry. I think they've just, they've proven so good at the clues and they work so well together. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, those are, those are my two. Those are your two. Okay. Are the other two you mentioned, like, would they be in your final four, Amber and Yaz and T and Fatty? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So you, have the, you have the same final four I do. It just, yeah. we just have different winners, but. Yeah, no, uh, those are, those are my final, those are my final four. Okay. Wow. All right. All right. Yeah. And, and Leslie? Um, but she said. 
<laughs> that was easy. So you're Camille Maiza then? Um, I well, yes, and uh, I, I I'll go as far as saying the final four are my final four. I am still on the fence about the winner because I don't think we've seen enough mm-hmm. to, to, we have not seen enough for me to feel confident in going, who, who goes all the, the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, are you debating between all four of them or do you have two that are, that are high <laughs> up in your mind or just try uh, to get you on the record books for something. Yeah, yeah. All right. Just, yeah. Get me to commit to something. That's my biggest problem. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, I'm also having um, been through season one and watching the editing process, mm. trying to get some clues. And actually, not just this show, but like, um, great. Obviously, we watch a lot of Bake Off, Great British Bake Off, and you can, after you've seen many, many seasons of it, you get a sense of the arc of the season and how mm. they edit it and who's getting airtime early and who's not getting airtime early because they're saving it for the airtime later. I have the the burden of of my brain trying to (laughs) figure out from those clues as opposed to what's actually happening on the the show every week. (laughs) (laughs) You're playing the the meta game, basically. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's really cool. All right. I won't push you. I won't push you any harder on that. I But uh, but uh, yeah, we're all generally in the same. Yeah, very close. My only difference is I have Laisa and Camille as alternates. Yeah, and I have uh, Ricky and DJ in my final. Ah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's other than that. That's also a, a good, yeah, a good guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and all, cool. they're all so good. Yeah, I mean yeah. they're all good. I know, like I, you yeah. know. You can tell me any four are the final four, and I'd be like, "Yeah, totally, oh, yeah. I can see that." Yeah. They're all amazing, uh, and you know, I'll use the word they're they're all professional at what they mm-hmm. do. I don't know; it's hard to know. They haven't told us enough about each of the contestants to know whether any of them are really just um, high level hobby bakers or sure, what you know, in the way that Emma was, but um, or actually, because anybody who's doing this for their living, they're all on the same footing, you know, from a a skill standpoint. And um, as Yolanda says, every week, it's the clues. It doesn't matter how good they are at baking, it's Mm -hmm. the clues. And so we're only taking our guesses right now from so far, who's been super good at the clues, because that will get a lot further than the people who just routinely miss the most obvious thing. (laughs) Right, right. So there's been some talk online from some season one people suggesting that your season was harder than the current season. So Jason. I'm sorry. Lori and Jason. It's been online. We've all seen it. It's Lori and Jason. We love Lori and Jason. To death, we they were in our bracket. We spent the all every episode, every set with Lori and Jason. We adore Lori and Jason. 
This, they're this, amazing. This, and her hair is like hair gold. Is the best? So cool. Yes. Oh, yeah. They, we love them. We, like, yeah, yeah, we're not talking smack about Oh, yeah. Not, not at all. We absolutely love Lori and Jason. I hope yeah. to talk to them someday because they seem like incredible people. They're so cool. Oh. Yeah, but, yeah, reach out to them. They would love to talk to you. I'm sure they would. I mean, just knowing them. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I hope they would. So. Yeah, put, we'll tell put them. Put in a good word. Yeah. yeah. Put in a good word. But, um, uh, but, uh, so, but, okay, but it's been suggested. And I just want to see if either of you have thoughts about that. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, re I think it's, um, I think it's a really complicated question because with our season, there was no season one for us to watch. Sure. We, when I say we were flying blind, I truly mean we were flying blind. Like, as we said earlier, we showed up in LA and found out the name of the show three days before we got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in, in that sense, I think the learning curve was maybe a little steeper um, mm -hmm. because there, there was, there was no season one to, to watch over and over and over again and see, all right, here's a pitfall. Here's this. We've got mm -hmm. to make sure we check the trash. We've got to check for this. We've got to check for that. You know, um, this is the layout of the kit, the crime scene kitchen. This is the layout of the kitchen that you're cooking in. So there, in, in that sense, like there, we had nothing to go on. We were starting from absolute zero. I think that some of the challenges we, we had, and again, this is by very nature of it was season one, who was to know what was too hard and what wasn't, you know, we, I think we had to make a croak and bush in two hours. Um, and I think the other bracket had to make a, a princess cake in two hours. So I think from mm -hmm. like a component perspective, perhaps the components, perhaps the final products were a little more complicated. Um, but again, when you're talking about season one versus season two on season one, you know, the, the challenges that are being created, it's like, yeah, make them, make them do a Krokenbush in two hours. What, what great TV versus yeah. in retrospective, <laughs> like, there is no earthly way you can make a Krokenbush in mm. two hours. So I think it's, it's, um, I don't know. I, I hesitate to say harder versus easier. I think it's just by nature of the fact that season one versus season two there for, from the contestants to the people making the show, like there was no template. There was no, okay, this is what was too hard. Here's how we adjust. Or this is what was too easy. Here's how we adjust. Or this is what didn't work for the folks watching at home. Here's what we adjust. So I, I think harder versus easier is, is a complicated question to answer. Um, Cause I know that everyone, including us have like big feelings about it, but just by yeah. nature, the fact mm -hmm. that like season two had a season one to go off of. Yeah. It's different. It's different. And, you know, I'm sure. going to come back to an earlier point that Emma made is I'm hopeful that when the merge happens, the bakers will, in fact, be more challenged with the difficulty of the product. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I will. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be completely honest. I'm, you know, I think that the, the what they're being asked to make, regardless of the clues being easier or harder or, you know, the time challenges that that in, that the. Um, number of components involved in a clafuti in two hours is a lot um, more straightforward than the number of components in making um, a croquembouche in two hours. So yeah, okay. I'll be honest, I, you know, but in my mind, it may be because again, 
everyone on the production team was learning just as much as we mm -hmm. were in season one. And it may be a, a factor of, of slightly overcorrecting for some of the things that mm. they thought they got wrong in, yeah. this, in our season. So I, you know, it's only two. I think, I think they're still trying to figure sure. out exactly what the right, you know, mm. line is for the show. You know, yeah. yeah, the learning process is still going on. Still testing premises. Yeah. Aside, go ahead. Go ahead, Emma. Sorry. No, I was just asking, what do you think? Because you watched, yeah. you know, you watched season one. Now you've seen season two. Like, what do you, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, I, I can see what you're saying, especially, but I, <laughs> I think, I think your group had a little trauma with the crocodile, like all, all the teams. Everybody that crocodile. Yeah, yeah. Because, because no one, <laughs> no one, no one team got it where they wanted it. None of the, of all the teams that made it, there are five teams in that episode. One didn't make that. The other four, none of you got what you wanted completely out of it. Mm -hmm. um, or did you all? Did you? We did, but our our big our big mistake was the damn uh, excuse me styrofoam cone. <laughs> right, okay. right. Forgive me, um, yes, but broken douches. I guess from a so you're saying from a technical standpoint that that stands out among anything uh, harder than anything in this season. Is there anything else from those first few episodes in season one that you think is it was more difficult on a technical standpoint? The Fourth of July cake. Oh my god. Um, yeah, but that's later. Oh. Right? Yeah, that what? was later. that was later. We haven't gotten so they they may still have to make a two tiered cake. We haven't seen that right, yet. We did that yeah. before. That was before the merge. I'm just saying before the merge. The Fourth of July cake was before. Right. I think was that like episode six. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. our third episode. Yeah. I know. I think. Oh, right. Yes. I think princess cake is really hard because you've got to do the sponge, the cream, the jam, the marzipan, mm -hmm. and then get that beautiful dome. Mm -hmm. so that was really complicated. I know that, you know, when we had black forest cake, it, you know, temper chocolate, make whipped cream, make the cake. Mm, yeah. Cherry compote. Um, the meringues. Cream. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then. And that was episode one. Uh, yeah. So I'm. Um, you know. So well, so maybe I mean to your point, it, it's it's like just different. Like a, as far as the brownies, yes, everyone knows how to make brownies. But as we were talking about, from a clue standpoint, there were probably more red herrings in that kitchen mm -hmm. than in any other bake in either season, just because there were four fake recipes, right? Absolutely. So maybe, maybe instead of maybe they 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 did less. They're doing like less technical difficulty and more clue difficulty. Is that something that that you might that makes sense? I think I I think um, they are. Then they again, are everything's easy for you two because you. I think they are. I think they are doubling down. I'm trying to um, make the bakers get get in their own heads. Okay. From a clue perspective, like using the brownies as the example, like here are four recipes. Naturally, as uh, Nick, as you said, like your your brain wants to fill in the gaps. Um, so I think you know there's only so much information you can absorb in two minutes. So I think mm -hmm. from a clue standpoint, they're they're certainly doubling down on like, let's see let's see how we can make them. Mm -hmm get get in their own heads um so i think there there are, i don't know if there are more red herrings but they're um different they're, they're sneakier they're sneakier yeah okay all right 
So it's more, yeah. So, so maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. it's, it's, they just shifted the difficulty to the clues than the actual technical bakes. And maybe they'll have more technical bakes going forward again. Although it makes me sad to say this. The next episode is the midway point of the season. I know. That's wild. I know. I know. Ah. Which is crazy to think, but it's true. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we'll see more. And again, I'm 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 excited to talk to you two more in the future. I, I hope I hope you'll come join us again uh, because this has been just. Uh, what, Dream come true. <laughs> when we started this, literally just a little over a month ago now. Yeah. I mean, I you know again we're just a huge fans of the show, huge fans of your two, you two specifically. Um, to think we'd be talking to you um, is an honor for us and we're just so appreciative of your time. So thank, thank you. you. Oh my God, you're so, so welcome. Amazing. And we're just a couple of people who once were on a, you know, um, a reality TV show. I mean, to us, we are, you know, nothing special. Well, well you are amazing and brilliant and so well, special, both of you. But, but yeah, we, I mean, it, it's just, we love we just interacting with, even during our season, we get a lot of people DMing us or, you know, we just loved hearing from people who love the show. Um, okay. Love it. We really do. <laughs> Emma still gets recognized on the street. I have, I just want to say, I have never once been recognized as having been on that show but people (laughs) will stop her on this you know in Chicago I've been with her in where I live anywhere we I can't remember the number of times she's been stopped and I'm like wait a minute (laughs) but everyone recognizes Emma it's only because of the eyebrows (laughs) <laughs> just because it's just because of these it's just yeah your eyebrow game is on point like I'm trying I Thank yeah so much. it's yeah it's just it's just the eyebrows that's all it is <laughs> yeah. um uh, Leslie can I ask you to just plug your business again so people know where, where and how oh. to order from you <laughs> uh it's goodnight kitchen all one word goodnightkitchen.com and um on Instagram it's at goodnight kitchen uh, okay and yeah, we 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 were looking at your website, your cookies, your brownies, like your cakes. Just they look um, uh, cupcakes. Uh, they look absolutely amazing. So yeah. definitely uh, uh, take a look at that website if if you want some amazing quality baked goods because uh, that's yeah, it looks incredible. And, yeah. I, and I think we're I think we ourselves are going to have to try that at some point. I know. I want to do that. Like everyone, everyone on the show, I want to like try everyone's food and do like a big you know live stream or something. I think that would be, really be awesome. Fun. Love it. Love it. Get some of the the fatty brownie mix. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to taste his brownies because I think. My Mine are really good. I think Fatty and I need to have a brownie sh- uh, sh- throwdown. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes. Well, maybe we'll come up to Open Boston. Challenge. Maybe we'll come up to Boston sometime because he's in New York and T's in Boston. Um, he's in Austin now. Oh, he moved. Which rhymes with Boston? Okay. Well, we'll figure. We'll all meet somewhere. Um, but, uh, uh, Emma, uh, how can people find you? Yes. Um, so you can find you can find me on Instagram. Um, my uh, my handle is at delicate forking flower. Um, Love it. And, Love that uh, name. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, you you can find me on Instagram. Um, and uh, I I think is that all my social media? Yeah, that's it. I'm just I keep it simple and and on Instagram. But that's how you can find me. Delicate that's forking great. flower. And uh, yeah. 
Well, next time you're in a show, uh, we want to hear about it, and we'll, we'll plug your show too, uh, whatever that is, because uh, we're all about supporting actors and bakers. So, <laughs> yes. uh, so please let us know, and we will we'll have you on again anytime to talk about that or anything else. And again, we want to talk about season one too at some point. So uh, yes. even more than we have, because we we go in depth on. Well, we'll, we'll give you a whole hour on the mango cheesecake because it sounds like you need it. I know I can't wait. <laughs> yes, we we can't do that episode without Hope and Shania too. They got. Yes, I got some real thoughts on that one. I know. So. Awesome. Okay. You, you said you have a, an Instagram group with with your season one people, so let them know you had a good time. Hopefully today. And uh, oh yeah, we would love to talk to all of them. Uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, Emma and Leslie, once again, thank you so much for being on Crumb Shoes thank today. Uh, and uh, we'll, we will see you again in the future. So have a great day. Yes. Take care. So great to meet you. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Bye.